Tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys, this is Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. Today's show is a double header of sorts as we welcome two guests, Matt Jones and Petra Korniak. Two men, one from the United States and one from Slovakia, who share their stories about how they came to love the same country and how they both chose to follow God's leading in their lives through faith. First, we will hear from Matt Jones, who, as a collegiate baseball player, was searching for his purpose in life and found himself in Eastern Europe playing baseball. Here's Matt Jones. Okay, so like Tracy said, my name is Matt Jones. I'm from right here in Fort Worth. And tonight, what I want to try to do is I want to try to run a thread from, uh, from about the time I graduated high school to the time that I arrived in Slovakia. And ultimately, that's why I'm here tonight is because there are some, some guys from Slo- Slovakia in town. So we'll just start off right out of high school. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to play it in college. I wanted to play professionally. I wanted to play forever. And I went to a junior college in uh, East Texas. And my first season of college baseball, I was redshirted. So I didn't play at all. Um, I sat in the booth during the season and played music, announced the guys' names, and kept the scoreboard. And it was... Uh, it was not fun, and I watched the team not play very well, lose a lot of games, and I, I really did not as in, in a. I felt a lot of the guys were more talented than me, but I thought I, I should be out there helping the team win. I should be playing. Um, and after that season, I, I said uh, I want to keep playing, but I want to go to a, a different program. I want to go to a really good school uh, that has a has a good program, a good coach that. I will have the chance to win a championship and I will get better. I'll learn. Um, I'll grow as a player. And so that's what I did. I found another junior college. And at the end of the season, just like I wanted and hoped for, I had personally, I had my best season as a pitcher statistically. And at the end of the season, I found myself on a big pile in the middle of the field and we won the the junior college national championship. And I, this was the first time in my life. It was a big wake up call for me that I got everything that I wanted to a T like exactly what I set out for the season. And yet on the pile, I was disappointed. I was, I was very selfish. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was a part of the championship because I did not pitch in that, in the world series. And so you know, after the season, I had to, to, to look at myself in the mirror and start checking myself and say, you know, I got exactly what I wanted. And I, like I said, I had to see that, that in the mirror was someone who was selfish and uh, got all that they wanted and it wasn't enough. And it was the first time in my life that really I was um, confronted with the fact that only my relationship with God through Jesus Christ would suffice. That's the only thing that would, would be, would hundred percent fulfill me. So after that, I decided after that season, I decided I'm going to go to school at Texas tech. I'm just going to go to school. 
And, um, and during the summer, uh, one of my dad, my dad was a high school baseball coach. One of his old players, uh, came to me and said, Hey, I want to take you out to West Texas. and I want you to meet the coach of the team that I played for the university that I played for. And I think you'd be a really good fit there. So I went out there to, uh, Plainview, Texas and, um, met the coach at Wayland Baptist University. And after the meeting, they gave me, they gave me a baseball scholarship. And I also got a, uh, I got an, an academic scholarship. So now all of a sudden I was going to go to school at Texas Tech. And now there is a school that wants me to be there. And so my, my direction kind of changed. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to Wayland Baptist. I'm going to play baseball. And when I got to, to, to Plainview, um, I got to my, got to the dorm and I heard that, uh, that a guy down the hall had just lost his roommate. His roommate decided to go back home. And I had heard from our coach that that guy, his name was Daniel Franklin, that that guy was a really good pitcher. He was a great guy, kind of a leader on the team. And I started telling our coach, I said, Hey, I want to, I want to be roommates with, with this guy. I didn't know him. I had never met him. I started telling our coach over and over again. I said, Hey, I, I would like to move in with, with Daniel. And Daniel probably meanwhile is like, who, who is this guy I've never met? And he wants to live with me. And not only that, when Daniel was in high school, we played each other. I pitched against them when I played in high school and we beat them to go to the state championship. And so he was probably even thinking like, who is this guy that, that we've played against that wants to live with me? Well, ended up moving in, changing dorm rooms, living with him. And from like day one, day two, he began to say, hey, you need to go this summer and you need to play with athletes in action. He did it this, the previous summer. So um, it was never kind of a question or like, hey, I got this good idea. It was, he was always pushing me. You've got to do this. So I signed up to play a summer ball with Athletes in Action, and they're a part of Campus Crusade. And there's, there's teams all over um, the United States, um, Mexico, and the team that I landed up on was the European team. So that, that summer, I went and spent my entire summer in Europe playing baseball and um, playing for an all-Christian team. And that was my first, the first time I ever went to Slovakia. And we played, we were in Bratislava for like a week and a half playing there. So fast forward to the end of college, I graduated, my baseball dreams were over, uh, no more playing for me, and I started to look for work. Uh, real life hit me, and I was had a couple of kind of part-time jobs, a couple of jobs that I, I just, I hated my jobs. And so I had, I think I was just one day working, minding my own business, and I remembered the coach in Slovakia saying to us, our team, saying, hey guys, when you graduate, if you're looking for work, if you're looking for something to do, please call me. I need help with a team. I need help coaching. I need help with players. And he was, he also worked for Athletes in Action. He worked for Campus Crusade. So I remember that and I found his information. I gave him a call and I had a, I had a plan for myself at this point. My plan was, 
you know, I don't like my job. I don't like my situation that I'm in. I'm going to go for a summer. I'm going to pay my way to Slovakia. I'm going to play baseball, help this guy out, have a good time. And then I'm going to, I'm going to have, uh, be refreshed and come home and find a good job and, you know, the rest will be history. And in the meantime, while I'm talking to this coach and telling him about my interest in coming out there and we, we get to know each other more and all of a sudden I'm kind of in this process pretty deep and I find out that, you know, I don't have that, the option is I can't just go there for a summer and hang out. He works for, like I said, Campus Crusade Athletes in Action. They're a great organization. I, I have to, you know, put an application. I have to have interviews. I have to raise support to go there and I have to go there for at least one year. And so all of a sudden, like I said, I'm, I'm in this process deep and I, I and I'm wondering I'm, now I'm getting, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go there for a whole year. I thought I was just going to go there for a summer and hang out and have a good time. But now, now I'm, I'm very afraid that I'm afraid to ask people for, for money to support me. I'm afraid to be, to tell people that, Hey, I'm going to go and play baseball. I'm going to go and teach English and I'm going to go talk to others about my faith in Jesus. All these things I was afraid to do. And so my, my next plan was, um, as I was sitting in church with my family at McKinney, at McKinney Bible church, the, that day in church, they, they announced a new missions pastor at church, um, and so I had a new, I had a new plan. I said, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to call this guy and I'm going to meet with him and I'm going to tell him just that I'm scared. I'm, I'm not really into it anymore. I don't really want to go. Um, and he's going to in turn tell me like, yeah, you're right. You know, if your heart's not in it, you shouldn't be going, um, you shouldn't be going to Slovakia. You shouldn't go on the mission field. And that was, that was kind of my hope and plan. So he's, he's brand new. I said, I call him, I set up a meeting with him and, um, I, that day when I, when I went to his office, I saw something when I walked into his office that made me want to, to turn and run, run out of the church, run out of his office. So like I said, he's brand new. He's a, he's a brand new pastor, brand new missions pastor. He has nothing in his office. Um, I remember walking into his office and he had his MacBook open. See the little, little Apple. Um, there were two, uh, bookshelves that were probably already in his office. And there was like one book on this shelf. And then behind him, he was sitting in his chair waiting for me to come in was a huge flag of Slovakia. And, like I said, I wanted to turn and I wanted to run. I wanted to, I, I, this is, this is impossible. And then on top of that, we sat down and talked and I kind of told him all my worries and fears. And he said, yeah, I think you should go. It sounds like a great thing. And not only that, he said, I think that, that most young Christians, they should go on a one or two year, um, mission trip. It's, it's really good for your faith and you'll learn a lot. So I had like the, the double whammy. I had the, this, his name is Chris Lip. I had the rational, pragmatic, um, hey, you should do this because it'll be good for you. And then I had 
for me, what is, I mean, almost about as audible of a sign that you could get from God. You walk in and there's a huge flag of the country that you're considering going to. And nobody knows, not many people know where Slovakia is. They don't know on a map where it is. And here I walk into maybe the one out of five guys in Fort Worth that knows that has been to Slovakia, that loves Slovakia. And so that's how I ended up. I ended up going, and I stayed two years. I had probably the two best years of my life. Uh, had a lot of fun, learned a lot, and really strengthened my faith in the Lord. And uh, that's why I'm here tonight to weave this story together of how I got to Slovakia. And then uh, the last person that you're going to hear talk is uh, Pecho, and he's from Slovakia. So thank you. We join in now is Petra before beginning his story, launched into an impromptu account about the misadventures he faced while traveling to the United States. Here's Petra. We were on a flight from Vienna to Chicago and then to DFW, and this uh, international flight got into some trouble. So there was a medical emergency with one passenger on the plane. So we were halfway between Europe and America, and they were like... We got to land ASAP. And so they... The, That's the one on the runway for... Y'all sat on the runway forever? In Ireland, we yeah. did, for like two or three hours. This was Austrian. So basically, they, the closest airport was Reykjavik in Iceland, but there was a snowstorm, so they said, uh-uh. So then they, we, we turned around, we did a U-turn in the air, you can actually do that, and then we came to, the closest airport was in Ireland, but it wasn't even Dublin, it was like a smaller airport. They didn't even have like technology to kind of like take care of the plane, but they did fix us you know, after two or three hours, and we were back in the air, but the fun announcement at the end was, since we are here and the time is, you know, pushing us, we got to go back to Vienna. So after 12 hours sitting on that aircraft, we made it back to where we started from. <laughs> so, so they put me in this uh, hotel in downtown Vienna, and uh, <clears throat> they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, I only could sleep for like three hours. And then they said, there's going to be bus at 4 a.m. for your new flight, right? Well, the bus never showed up. There was a bunch of internationals from like every country you can imagine, and like they were like there was a chaos. But I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So, whew, my name is as Matt said, Peter. My last name is Korinak. And uh, so four years ago, we got married with my beautiful wife called Zuzana or Susan in English. So four, year, uh, four years ago, we got married, and then uh, now we have three little ones, three and a one. A fun fact about the daughter, the older one, is that her name is Ozarka. So if you have that mineral water, Ozarka, if you hide the first letter, that's my daughter's name. <laughs> it's a little fun fact. But to uh, start from uh, the beginning, I was um, born in Slovakia to perfect parents that uh, could give me and my brother everything, but uh, they did not give us faith. But they are like the best people ever on this planet. What you need to know about Slovakia is uh, if you study history and politics and everything that goes together with communism and all of that, uh, and now the materialism and how much secular our society is, 
you can come to a conclusion it's a very, very spiritually dark place. And uh, I'm not saying there's no interest in spirituality and, about, and learning about God, but actually right now many people or most people don't know about how to, how to have that personal relationship with God. According to a website called The Operations World, you know how there are these different um, websites and movements. How they try to like um, do a little research about what's the spiritual you know, condition of what country worldwide, that kind of thing. So according to Operations World, there is like 1.2% of the population evangelical believers, meaning they understand the gospel, you know. We have 5 million people with the capital city in the west, very close to Vienna, called Bratislava. That's where Matt spent two of his years. I come from eastern Slovakia. So <clears throat> I was growing up in this family with one little brother, and um, um, the, the, the reason why I was around, or my purpose of my life was to achieve, to be the best in school, and the, I got into like very prestigious high school and I was just studying like crazy every night and that was um, the, the target or the goal of my life. Uh, of course, you can figure out that that is not extremely satisfying <laughs> and I was not very happy because I remember there was one specific Friday where all the kids were like so excited that it was weekend, they were running away from the building, you know, from the school, but I just was the last one to uh, leave the room and think, like, I'm going to go home and just study again. And that was not satisfying. And then one day, when I was my second year of high school, so I was like 16, um, there is group of like three or four American, now I know they were missionaries, with Campus Crusade, they showed up in the high school and they promoted uh, an English camp. So they said, let's come to Speak Out. It's called Speak Out English Camp. So... I mean, I didn't have any friends to go there with, but I still decided to apply, and they said, yeah, you can come, and, you know, this is how you register and all of that. And I remember a couple of weeks before the actual, or maybe days before the actual camp in July, I almost didn't make it because I was just shy and all of that. But in the middle of that camp, I met uh, um, Tyler Kenny from Clemson University. He was like 21, 22 years old that uh, led me to, to Christ. He explained through very easy, um, in a very simple way, he explained to me how I can uh, make the decision for Lord and make Him the Lord of my life. <clears throat> so I came, I got home, <laughs> I was 16, I had this brand new fancy Bible and my parents thought it was a little crazy. Uh, because you just don't kind of like read that much Bible where I come from, you know. Uh, my parents, especially my mom, she first thought if I am not part of some cult or sect. So it was a bit, bit complicated. But she later got to, um, um, you know, meet some of my friends from the ministry and some American, like young American missionaries. Like they would come for like a short term, like Matt did. So then later my parents were okay with that and, you know, we were just, it just took some time for them to understand. So later I became more involved. I was like a, um, like a key volunteer or student leader in the ministry. And then um, I, when I started my college after two years, I continued my studies in the UK. 
And when a Slovak goes from not a, such a very prestigious education system to UK, which is like, you know, incredibly, incredibly high up uh, education system, then usually these people come home and get really fancy jobs in Slovakia. And actually my brother stayed in London and he's like an IT guy and all of that. So I was under a little bit of pressure and expectations when I came home because in 2010, when I graduated from a school in England, I knew that the Lord is calling me to full-time ministry. And I remember when I made a decision in this little coffee shop in northern England, close to Manchester. And I, I, I mean, I, I wanted to trust Lord with all of that, but I was un, un, unsure about how all the details will go. And so, you know, my parents even p- uh, helped me pay with some of my uh, tuition fees in the UK and all of that. But, but it was hard first, but later they saw that, that that's basically what I got to do. And they will not be able to change my mind. <laughs> and so Lord provided the support. And um, later I met my wife that ha- has also like individual calls. She, it's not like she got married to me. So now she's, she's joining the ministry and... We, she also got this individual call to, to come and serve with student ministries of Campus Crusade in Slovakia. And so we were basically two single people on our local team in Eastern Slovakia. And then we started dating and got married. And so it's really cool to do or have that kind of chance to do the ministry you know, full time with your wife and kids. And ministry is hard, so you kinda, it kind of helps in many ways. <laughs> when we travel and do summer camps together and we travel to conferences. Uh, Before I finish, I want to tell you a little bit about what God is doing in the ministry and where we are at right now. So we have about 17 or 18 full-time missionaries with crew in Slovakia. Some are with athletes in action, some are with student ministries. And now we started also, about like two years ago, also a new ministry that is like basically internet ministry. So we have a bunch of websites and we share the good news through internet. That has some incredible statistics. And not only that, but even we get some of those people as physical student ministry. We, have, we see some of that fruit come and start meeting, they start meeting with us uh, in student ministry because of the internet ministry. So these are the three uh, ministries. Uh, me and my wife have been always on the students' team. There are two teams. One is in the capital city where Matt was. Um, it's in Bratislava. There are only Americans there, seven Americans. And then in the east uh, part of the country where I serve and live, we have basically three nationals and one American, Regina White from Mount Pleasant, Texas. <laughs> how random is that? That's how God is working. <laughs> So, yeah, she's been a great addition to our team. One of the biggest things we do every year is a speak out camp in the summer. Uh, So we promote this camp in like four cities every spring. Sometimes we get Americans to come help us for like a short-term project during spring break, and we take them to schools. Believe it or not, it is still allowed for us to walk into high schools and, you know, like advertise our Christian activities. Sometimes we even have opportunity to share the gospel. Like me and my wife, like three years ago, we went to one class and just 45 minutes, the kids like had to sit there and had to listen to us. And for 45 minutes, we were just clearly presenting gospel, doing nothing else. It's incredible how God is opening sometimes doors. 
And so we promote also in high schools this camp, and then in summer they all come. And we last year had two locations and two camps at both, at each location, so like four camps together. We had 112 students, all high school students, and 43 made decision to follow Lord in their lives. So, so even though there are very few evangelical people in Slovakia, the many, many are so hungry and want to, want to make the decision for Lord. And then we throw a big after party uh, before school, uh, school year starts. And at the after party, you know, we buy like 50 pizzas or something like that. We tell them where they can be part of the ministry and about our discipleship program. We try to meet with them even one-on-one having coffee and we do Bible studies, weekly meetings. We sometimes partner with churches so the work is more effective. We have retreats and um, we basically <clears throat> straight from the beginning try to um, teach those newborns how to, um, how to testify about their faith, how to go to their peers, we even take them like in the shopping malls and the parks and like teach them how to share their faith with like random walking by people. How scary is that? <laughs> so it's really exciting to be in the ministry and see how God is working. There are some challenges. Sometimes the f- fundraising is a challenge. Sometimes, you know, when I first joined staff, we had 11 people on our local team. Now it's four of us. And so that's a little challenging. And, so th- and there are also different challenges, but... Um, <clears throat> Sometimes these things that, you know, from the human perspective, you think like you think things are wor- not working out, but Lord has a plan. For example, because it w- it's only four of us on the local team, we are forced to empower students more, and we uh, that way will ha- help them to have the ownership. And what happens is that the ministry is basically more powerful or fruitful. And, you know, I can only uh, reach certain amount of people, but if, the, if those students that I meet with for discipleship, if they go to their schools and their neighbors and their friends, then this is more powerful. And that's what we see in 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, isn't it? So, so where, where Paul is writing to Timothy, what you have been learning from me, go and spread and teach others that are faithful and have capacity to teach others. So it's basically like four levels, isn't it? So... So that's what we want to see happen. Matthew 28, go and make disciples. And I mean, we, we are not that smart that we would meet with every Slovak student there because we are a small team. So we need to empower students, do that kind of work and support them. So yeah, thank you for uh, listening to my story. And yeah, please pray for Slovakia. It's been interesting to learn more about Slovakia, a small country rich in natural beauty with mountains, lakes, rivers, and caves. It's also encouraging to hear about the work God is doing in Slovakia through people like Matt and Petra, who are sharing the good news and bringing many Slovaks to faith in Christ Jesus as their Savior. Campus Crusade for Christ has been reaching students on college campuses since 1951 when Dr. Bill Bright, with his wife, Lynette, began their ministry on the UCLA campus. Campus Crusade is now on over 5,000 campuses worldwide. Crew, as it's referred to in the United States, has grown into a multifaceted ministry, including, among others, the ministry Matt was a part of, Athletes in Action. 
Another ministry, the Jesus Film Project, has been shared around the world and translated into 1,625 languages. To learn more about Matt and Petra, please visit our website at wonderfultotell.com where you can see photos of Petra and Matt and find links to Petra's ministry with Campus Crusade for Christ. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at wonderfultotell. This episode was produced by Michael, Brad, and Tracy Conrad with the invaluable support of our crew members, Lindy, Kevin, Katie, Karen, Nancy, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. Thanks for listening.